Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Before we get going on this episode, I want to thank the sponsors of the podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com, Cody Nelson, my friend of 20 plus years. I call him the glassing guru, the optics authority. He's the optics manager at GoHunt.com. If you guys have any optics needs at all, whether it be binoculars, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, tripods, anything to do with glassing, give the glassing guru a call. You can reach Cody at 702-847-8747. That's extension 2. You can email him at optics at gohunt.com or you can text him directly on his cell phone at 602-399-3699. Ask him any question either by text or by call. I want to thank Cody for all the work that he does with the J. Scott Outdoors podcast listeners. I also want to remind you guys it's application season. There's not a better hunting resource than the Go Hunt Insider. Uh, For a free trial, you can go to gohunt.com forward slash jscott. You can also get a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card when signing up. Uh, I want to thank kuyu.com, kuyu ultralight hunting. Kuyu is the ultralight hunting gear that I've been wearing since 2010. Uh, go to KUIU.com and you can order directly. It's a direct-to-consumer uh, brand and they have phenomenal gear there at KUIU.com. I uh, also want to thank Phonescope.com. Use the JScott21 promo code to get 10% off on all orders. Uh, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I've got my friend Clay Bundy from the Arizona Strip on the line. Clay, how you doing? Great. Thanks for calling me, Jay. Appreciate you. Yep. I'm looking forward to having a chat. It looks like we've got the Arizona uh, deer regulations and sheep regulations due here on June 9th, and everyone's got to apply for tags. And uh, we're sitting here, um, obviously, Arizona's in an extreme drought and and severe drought, uh, but you're a veteran up there on the Arizona Strip, and you know that even in drought years, there's still great deer around and, and good deer around. I'm curious your overall thoughts on uh, how the deer will be um, come hunting season. <laughs> That's any man's guess. <laughs> <laughs> I put you in a spot there. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always pretty optimistic. I, I truly am, uh, and I get criticized for being that way. But, uh, you know, the conditions right now are probably could date back to 80 years it's never been this bad um but there's records of us you know without two monsoon seasons here and and no spring moisture so we've only had two and 25 hundreds uh since january two inches and 25 hundreds uh and that you know you know how Water and the average would be what clay average year well we're you know that that's five and a half months almost okay. six months. what would and be so, average for that same five and a half six months well on that on the strip we usually have uh you know nine ten inches okay so okay, we're, so so severely down um no no spring moisture no winter moisture to speak of Um, probably worse than 80 years. With that being said, if it started raining, um, how well do you think it would rebound? How quickly could it rebound? How much water do you need for it to, you know, green up and, 
and be okay? Do you need a, I mean, obviously every inch you can get, but I mean, if it started raining, could it, could it rebound? Yeah, absolutely. That's why the strip is a phenomenal place. It's just amazing what a little bit of storm will do. And I mean, it, it stormed in a particular spot out there about a quarter inch, um, couple of weeks ago and there's there's flowers you know what i mean yeah uh, but if you look at the records on the strip june or may and june are our driest months yep. of the year yep and june is is the driest right okay and so without much spring moisture to start the vegetation that deer eat yeah it's it's uh puts them in a bad spot doesn't it? it puts them in a bad spot especially whether it's historically it doesn't rain these two months and so uh but if we if we would get it i'd sure take a tag you know what i mean for sure uh, let's talk a little bit about that so i mean the conditions are what they are we really can't do anything about them Last year, the conditions were pretty bad, although there was some spring moisture. There still was some pretty good deer around last year. Obviously not like 19, obviously not like some of the other other years, but um, you've been out there a long time. You There's still deer. There were holdover deer that didn't get shot last year that'll be another year older. Um, do you still think that, you know, let's just say we get average monsoon just an average monsoon do you still think there's going to be 200 inch huntable deer on the arizona strip in 13a and 13b absolutely okay there'll be there'll be a handful of them yep okay maybe even more than that there will be uh if you had max points clay if you're sitting on max points would you and i'm sure you've already talked to a jillion hunters would you recommend someone that's sitting on max points to either apply but apply with the point guard or b not apply at all and and just go for a bonus point this year okay if i was a resident with max points i would buy a bonus point okay if i was a non-resident with max points i would put in okay because you still might be a bunch of years before you draw sure and then uh, for all those people that don't have max points they need to they need to apply because it's they don't have much of a chance as it is they need every opportunity to draw and they don't need to miss a draw because there's still 200 inch deer to be killed absolutely and then then you've got i mean the strip even on a probably its worst year is going to be better than most any other state yeah and any mm. other unit in any other state yeah um yeah l let's talk about this um what kind of forecast is is the forecast for monsoonal rain i've heard in different reports that there's a 30 or 40 percent chance for a higher than monsoon uh storm count as normal you know am what, i hearing uh, that right or have you heard well, the same thing i've heard the same thing i haven't really heard it from the news but i've heard it from other people that have been talking uh, that it's supposed to be uh, a better than average uh, monsoon, and if you if you look back history wise, you know it's almost like uh, 
when you have terrible droughts, it's like Mother Nature. God seems to make make up, you know, correct, yeah. you know, in next year. So, I mean, we could get a big monsoon, which would be incredible, you know. Uh, so let's talk about that. Uh, you know, let's let's say that, you know, normally doesn't rain much in June. We, we, we've, you know, history's proven that. But let's say by July 1st, you know, 4th of July, usually we get some storms. Let's say that all of a sudden we have a better than normal monsoon and, and it's, you know, steady and every couple of days and getting some good storms. Do you think that the deer are in a position where, if you can get some pretty good rains and let's say a little bit better than average monsoon, do you think those deer could really bounce? And do you think that all of a sudden it could be a surprising year? Is it still possible or is it, is, is a, the best case scenario an average year? I think, I think the best case is an average. Which I average do. on the strip's great. Yeah. Which average on the strip, I'll take it. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Were there deer let's get specific here were there deer last year that you know you thought would be you know 240 250 260 270 and i know these are crazy numbers but were yeah, there a yeah. few of those deer that that you know stayed alive and they were 220 230 they didn't make 240 250 260 270 i mean were a handful of those big giant bucks big you know i, I almost feel stupid talking about it but Every year seems like the strip kills a 240, 250, 260 type buck. Were those bucks last year hampered and were they 20 or 30 inches smaller? And, and where I'm going with that is if they were smaller last year, what are they going to be this year? Yes, they were smaller last year. I think you maybe probably ought to subtract 15 inches or 20 inches like from what those numbers you're throwing out. Uh, you know, because there really wasn't a lot of any, there really wasn't anything over 250 last year. Okay. So, but, so the 250 upper end bucks that might on a, on a, on another year might've pushed 260, 270. Yeah. There, there might've been a, a one or two around 250. If they go a full another year, so they're one more year, is it anybody's guess what those same deer might do just if we get average moisture or do you think just that added year they could still blow up and be, you know, over 250? Or do you think yeah. they'd be two, 230 kind of like they were last year? As the, I think they'll be more like that. Right. I, I, I do. I mean, there, there could be a, a, a handful, or not a handful, one or two that might, you know, that they're the right age. Uh, okay. And I, I mean, that's... That's scary big numbers, you know. Yeah, I mean it's stupid numbers, but it—I mean—it seems like the strip just always comes up with something that blows people's mind. Yeah. Um, do you feel like in all your prowling around here in the last couple months, do you feel like you know that storm you talk about where there's you know have a good little shower and um, you know kind of some feed came and some flowers came? Do you feel like those deer are searching and and are they finding? Are you finding the track and seeing the deer in some of the better-looking country? In other words, have they found the best they can find? Yes. You know, I, I was out gathering cows on Monday, and, uh, you know, I seen, I seen a bunch of deer. And, and they, were all, they were all, you know, 
looking in pretty good health, really. I was quite surprised. And you know what? It's kind of crazy, but uh, the cliff rose is, is actually starting to bloom a little. You know, it's not as big as it can be on a great year, but it it's... You know, and that's why, you know, the, I think about it and I get so optimistic and I really believe that there it, great things could happen. But then, then, then I, then I look at the condition of my cows and, and their terrible shape, you know, and so you, uh, then I get feeling down thinking, oh, how can the deer even, uh, really do very well, but yet. You know, one of our guys seen a pretty good deer the other day that was way out past his ears, you know, and that, like, what? Yeah. You know, most of them are just, you know, six, eight inches, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, <laughs> I just keep jumping back and forth thinking, and yet, again, you know, there are so many uh, deer that, you know, some pretty good deer that made it, that... Uh, I mean, we, we probably had 25, 30 deer that we were thinking, man, these could blow up. And, uh, and I don't know, there, there could be some good, did, there's going to be some big deer killed. I can just tell you that much, even on an average year, you know, look, looking on this, on this year as it is, it has, is B, do both units look really bad, or are there portions in A that look better, portions in B that look better? I mean, is 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 it kind of mixed, or is all of it pretty darn bad? It's all of it's pretty bad from clear to the south to to the east. It's it's, and I've I've been a, over a lot of it in the last month, and it's 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 pretty bleak. Okay. that way so your advice to anybody applying is regardless apply with the point guard so no matter what happens you still have the option all the way up until your hunt basically to pull the plug if you need to and i'm sure that's what you've been telling your clients that are calling you on the phone for advice is whatever yeah. you do apply with a point guard yeah okay and let, you know unless you've you, you got to make sure that you haven't already used it, you know, because right. you only have one chance. Uh, and then if you're, uh, I mean, if you're a resident at max point, I wouldn't even, I'd just move definitely on. Yeah. Put a, yeah. Just to save that, that uh, point if you need it, you know, or point guard, yeah. Let's talk about uh, predators. Um probably a sore subject in a drought obviously all the time but in a drought condition are you noticing more lion track around the waters than normal is 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 it more than normal same where where, where we sit on on coyotes and and lions you know i think they're i think it's just kind of about the same as predators uh you know you, you uh right now you're driving out and about you don't really see a lot of coyotes but yesterday or yesterday when i was moving cows i was hollering and <clears throat> all of a sudden there was coyotes all around me you know hollering back at me you know and it they're there you just you know the ones that are there now are the smart ones that have lived and uh so i think there's pretty well an average uh, amount of 
predators that just keep hammering, you know. Um, we, when when you look at 13A and 13B, and I, I recommend anybody that listens to the podcast, I've had Clay on a bunch and we've talked about a lot of this. Uh, when you look at 13A and 13B, is there one unit right now that you think is better than the other one? And I'm going to talk specifically on the archery hunt. For the okay. archery hunt, would you rather have a 13A tag if you had a choice? And, and I said, I'm going to give you a tag. Would you rather have a 13A archery or 13B archery? And why? Hmm. You know what? Um, I think I would, for where the deer are that time of year, I'd, I think I would take an A tag. Okay. Uh, just because I know of five four or five pretty big deer that made it that that are on 13a during the archery okay so then it sounds like when the rifle hunt comes some of those deer like you've told me before some of those deer make a move so right now you would say you would give the edge to 13a archery i would assume for rifle although 13a is second so you get better dates um, would you give one unit a nod on the rifle hunt more than the other? Yeah, I would take B for the rifle for sure. Just, uh, is that because of more opportunity, just more bucks, yeah, more, bigger country for more bucks? And like, like I said before, some of the bucks come off A, uh, and it's it just, I guess, and I may have said this before, but it goes back to my, when I was a young kid. You know, hunting, and that's we usually hunted more on B, and it's it's kind of my my love, you know. Uh, it's so, but they're just it, it. They're just more options than B. You know, A is is pretty tight area for for deer because there's so much antelope country, more open country that that there's not as many deer in, and so it's more congested there's more people on top of each other during may right because there's not as much room for them to spread around because of habitat yeah right um you mentioned antelope that that's something i was going to ask you um i'm sure it seems like every year you have antelope hunters out there what do you and and I've I'm not into antelope, but I've always heard that antelope, for whatever reason, their horns they actually do pretty good on drought years. And I don't know if you've heard that too. I don't know if you think it's a bunch of fooey or if you agree with that. What are the antelope situation? What are they looking like out there? How do you think that hunt will be? Well, um, you know, there's this. We we don't have a lot of antelope. You know, and we don't have uh, the greatest genetics as, you know, some of these other places, but um, that they're in good shape. I've seen a bunch of them riding and stuff, and uh, um, I'm not sure about the whether they do better on dry feed. It doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me, but possibly I, I i don't know that much about that either um but it's it's a good 
uh, hunt that uh, I love hunt antelope. Uh, it's just a fun, no pressure. Um, I mean, you can hunt them all day long. It's not like a mule deer that lays down during the day. I mean, you can just keep hunting all day on an antelope. And uh, you know, we we've killed some pretty pretty big antelope up here. Uh, we've killed some buck antelope and. I mean, it's not, it's not your, I wouldn't say if it's your best unit in the state. It's not even close, you know, but it's, uh, it's a great hunt. Still some good bucks around. Yeah. Um, I know you do a lot of sheep hunts too, uh, up there in, in that specific country. I want to ask you specifically, um, about 13 B North. Uh, what's your thoughts on 13 B North, you know, kind of right there in your backyard, um, it, it seems as though Utah's putting quite a bit of pressure on those sheep, and it, it seems that the quality has dropped just a little bit in 13B North. I'm curious your thoughts on that. Absolutely. Yeah, Utah's hunting them hard, and, you know, they're, that line's right there and right through the middle of some of the best country, and, uh, you know, on the on the south side of the gorge, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it seemed like there was more sheep over there than on the Utah side of the gorge, but uh, it's really for the last five, six years, there's been mo most of the sheep are right on the border, and so they really get hammered hard. Uh, still you know, still a, one of your favorite uh, oh, units yeah. though, right? Yeah, it's it's a great unit. Really, you know, it's it's pretty easy access, really. Right, and you know, they dropped the tags from three to two, so they took one off, which I think will really help it, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, get them another, give them another year, and they'll just keep growing. Uh, you know, the genetics are there. I mean, they're not like uh, the kind of sheep you hunt, but uh, there's been some. 180s killed out of there, you know. Let, let me ask you about uh, several of the other units. Uh, so 12A, 12B West, and 13A is only available to residents with one tag. I don't really know anything about that 12A, 12B West, 13A hunt. What are your thoughts on that unit? Well, the 13A, the then there's, then there's 13A North that has one tag as well. Yeah, so the 13A North is the one that you want. Okay. So that's right on the border of of Utah. Okay. And those those uh, deer or those, those sheep right there that come out of uh, Zion's come come back and forth right there on the border. Okay. And and there's some really good sheep there. Okay. That's probably the best unit up here. It's it's better in the gorge. What about thirteen B South? There's one tag as well. You mean thirteen B South or thirteen? Yeah, thirteen B South. There's one tag as well, and then yeah. there's thirteen A North. That there's one tag. Um, what about thirteen B South? Well, uh, that's a tough unit, but we we've done really well there, and I I I quite like it. It's uh, it's there's you know we've killed 
three or four sheep off there in the last five, six years and done pretty well. Uh, it's one of those units that, I mean, it takes someone like you that really kind of knows it really well to do well, yeah. though. You could struggle if you just oh, drew yeah. it and didn't have any help at all and kind of went up there. Someone could really struggle, don't you think? Absolutely. It's, it's and, you know, from looking, uh, it's a long ways to get there to start with. I mean, it's, it's a three-hour drive. Any whichever way you go to get there, <clears throat> and then to camp, and you know, and you're going to want as much help as you can get, which most sheep hunters do. And but it's it's just a big long stretch. You know, it's probably what 25 mile long stretch of cliff there where they're on that they could be anywhere on, and so. It's it takes quite a bit to find them there. Um, I know that last year you helped some guy out with some information, and he killed a a really good you know mid one sixties type ram. And you've actually over the years you've actually done pretty darn good kind of mid sixties type rams in there. Um, it's correct me if I'm wrong, but it's one of those units that there's a chance that there could be a good ram slide around in there because of the fact of how hard it is to hunt right absolutely plus you're really close there to the nevada border that gold butte area and those rams can come across from nevada there right uh, and then plus it's 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 such a hard unit that they've they have they've it's a month and a half long instead of just you know Instead of December, it starts November 15th, I believe. So they give you more time in that unit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you like the 13A North, uh, excuse me, 13B North, which we talked about, the Virgin Gorge. You like the 13B South. Uh, you like the 13A North. North. And you would guide in any any one of those. You would take a hunter if you, if you had yeah. a chance. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and the, and the 13A, this 13A, I mean, you know, we got we got a some decent sheep on uh, video or on cameras over there, uh, you know, on deer. Yeah. So Water. it sounds like all of those units, um, you would be happy to take a hunter there and think you could do pretty well, like kind of mid. 160 to maybe mid 160s with with a chance of maybe a sleeper around yeah for sure okay um do you notice on dry years uh do you notice it affects your sheep up there as much as say obviously i think the answer is no as the deer because once they get kind of to the age class they you know once they get to eight years old they're not really growing that much anyway um yeah do you feel like there's some sheep up there with some age on them, though? Yeah, maybe not so much in the gorge, but on the north 13B south there is. Yeah. And then those sheep on the 12 or uh, 13A north. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. I want to... Um, 
kind of bring this back around on the deer. So we've got a tough year. It is what it is. We had a tough year last year. Silver lining. Let's just say that, you know, we get average rains and it is what it is. There'll be some 200 inch deer killed and, you know, some better bucks. And, uh, but you know, if it's just kind of a, let's just call it average or below average year, silver lining moving forward. Um, could potentially be a couple years worth of holdover bucks, bucks that maybe are around that 185, 190, 195 inch mark that maybe don't get shot. That really could blow up if you have a good winter moisture. Am I am I stretching and thinking that potentially there could be a couple years of holdover bucks there age-wise that get the pass and all of a sudden they've now got two more years of age and then throw in good moisture could really blow into some big deer big big deer in 2022 you mean yeah i mean i'm just trying to look at it and say oh yeah no so you you look at i always look back and you know 19 was so great and and it was great moisture year you know at the right time there was a lot of fawns that year now there's the right age to be mature bucks right. you know what i'm saying right and so that really i always look back at the one there's going to be some big deer i've watched it over the years how it works and uh yeah 2022 you know if it's if, especially if it stays dry and then goes into and then, it, and then we have a good monsoon and have a great year next year look out you know what i mean yeah i mean i'm that's what i'm thinking i mean i I want it to be good this year and I want it to start raining as soon as possible and, you know, rebound as quickly as possible. But I'm also thinking, looking forward that, okay, well, if, if this year just turns out to be average and, you know, let's say there was some deer that, you know, were three years old last year, four years old last year that, you know, maybe on a great year, they'd be deer that, you know, someone that doesn't have the eye that you would, would be like, oh, I shot a you know, 210 buck, that's a four-year-old, but maybe last year he, he made it through because, you know, he was only 190 inch deer. And then say this year is another, you know, not as good year and, and he doesn't grow much. So let's just say he's a 190 inch type deer, but now all of a sudden he's, you know, five years old, six years old. And then all of a sudden you get great moisture, winter moisture and monsoon you know, you got some deer that are, you know, six years old that now all of a sudden could just blow, blow up. Blow yeah. up. I, and that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, yeah. And hopefully that's the year you got the tag. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll see about that for sure. But I mean, yeah. I think, I think you have to look at these things. You can't control the weather. We never have been able to, there's only one, one yeah. person that can control that. Uh, and it's one of those things that you know you just got to kind of play the play the ball as it comes to you and and do the best you can i mean it, there's 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 only so much we can do absolutely and that, then you go back to this year okay and so you think you know last year was not a good year either but you know what we had we were able to we really had we got blessed and had we killed some great bucks here yeah. some deer like I was just today over to Jeff Baird's strip taxidermy looking at that 41-inch deer that we killed. Holy smokes. I mean, I'd shoot him any year 
You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that's the thing, too, that, you know, I kind of laugh because, you know, you and Parker are jaded in a way that, you know, you've been around big deer your whole life, and then, you know, Parker, he's been running with you the last handful of years, and he's been around big deer, um, and, and just a average, even a, just a mediocre year, like, you know, last year was not a great year. And you guys shot some phenomenal bucks that literally everyone listening to the podcast would shoot first opening morning, first day, first light, like, and be tickled pink. So, I mean, we have to put it in perspective. Yeah, you do. And that's why I love the strip. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it just, gives you more than you, you imagine and uh and it, you know so the deer so some of these big old deer don't have the high score but they got the strip look you yeah. know that just blow your mind and, yeah. and what you dream about you know and that's what keeps you coming back that's <laughs> is of course you never left <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh, i don't I just, I, I love, you know, it's been hard with as dry as it's been. It's hard to go out and see how bad it is, but yet I still love it. It's just the neatest place. The, it's got the most potential of any place that I've ever been. And Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things you have to take the good with the bad, and I know it's hard to say, but, like, you've seen the phenomenal years. You've seen the years where your cattle are fat as can be, and, fat and sassy and feeling good and you've seen it when the deer are just blown up and giant you know gigantic deer and it is what it is and you know you would take some beatings like you're taking now to have one good year on the strip so i mean it's it's one of those places that is uh more dynamic than anywhere else in the world and and there's no place like it and that's why you're there that's why you live there that's why you hunt there and that's what you choose you know you live and die by the strip and i don't i don't don't think you'd have it any other way i mean it is what it is and you know you you look at the deer you just saw at jeff baird's place like 41 inch wide like you have to pinch yourself and be like yeah we're getting shellacked right now but the blessings that have been poured out are unbelievable and we'll take we'll take it and move on and and you know sometimes it takes times like this not only in your hunting career but your business career and your personal life to you know take a couple beatings to realize the blessings that you get and yeah. i think how good i think it's, yeah how good we all have it so i mean i think that's a kind of a good lesson moving forward that i know you've learned i don't need to tell you uh, but maybe well, someone I, else I, out there you know listening yeah so yeah um Buddy, it's always great talking to you. I'm hoping the next time we talk is um, before the archery hunt, and you report in of how the how things have changed, and how much moisture we've got, and how things have greened up and blown up, and <laughs> that would be just phenomenal. We'll just laugh and giggle the whole time. Uh, <laughs> but even if it doesn't happen, um, it is what it is, and uh, it's always great having you on the podcast. Um, what is the best way? Uh, for people that are, you know, interested in hunting with you and putting in for the Arizona Strip, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? So for me personally, it's it's best to call me at uh, my phone number, uh, 435-680-2991. Uh, 
or you can reach out uh, Clay Bundy at hotmail.com or on Instagram, Clay Bundy Outfitters. Uh, I'm a better talker than I am a typer, so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we do both, so. Uh, I just want to put a shout out to all my my guides. I've got a bunch of good guides that really help me and really uh, work hard and and. I think that's what sets us apart a little bit from other people is is my guides that know the area so well. And Anyway. Well, I think um, they're very fortunate to have you be their mentor and be able to show them around. And I know that a successful operation uh, starts, I believe, from the top down, and, and they learn through leadership. And I know that your guides are phenomenal, but they learn a lot from you, and they take a lot of direction from you. And they've probably all are where they're at because of you. So um, I do know you have some phenomenal guides. And um, I'm just glad you're able to kind of mentor those young guys and, and bring them up to, uh, uh, you know, be the next generation so they can do it with, yep. uh, with other people. So, um, yep. Clay, it's always fantastic having you on the podcast. And um, like I said, let's, let's hope it starts raining and and uh, we know the good lord will take care of us either way so um yeah, sure. we'll, we'll move forward and uh we'll be we'll be tickled pink with the blessings we have it's great having you on the podcast enjoy your uh summer uh, i always appreciate your friendship okay thank you very much appreciate you calling me all right buddy god bless yep bye bye